Hello and good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I am your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my co-host. Hey everybody, I am Ryan. I am the cardboard samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan. And good morning to you, Kevin. Thanks for waking up. Coming on. Uh, yeah, wait, wait to see if I'm fully awake before thanking me. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and tell me about the uh, topic you wanted to discuss for this week? Yeah, so again, you know, we have a lot of time before... Uh, well, of course, the season is coming up pretty soon, the uh, organized play season. And we have a lot of time before we get any new cards. So we're just here to explore the Pioneer formats a little bit more today. And uh, one idea that I had kind of after looking at a, a couple spicy deck lists that I've seen out there um, was to do like a, a a topic on fusing decks together. And the, the deck that got me thinking about this was a soul flare slash parhelion deck so parhelion as you know is like especially the esper one is kind of a one-trick pony you take out parhelion you get rid of that game and it's like it's really hard to win otherwise and there's a lot of decks out there that are kind of like that i think that where like you know they they have like a really strong game but it's very linear and i thought you know what why not add to this how about we try adding two archetypes together maybe that are kind of weak and, you know, see if they, you know, make something better, that sort of thing. So what do you think? Does that, does that sound uh, interesting to you? I like it. I love doing things like this before. I've done some weird ones in the past. Um, you know, I tried to put Phoenixes in a Jeskai Ascendancy list once, mm -hmm. which I thought worked out okay. Uh, there was also a time I had a deck that was like a Winota deck. Yes. Yeah, or it was one way I'm trying to remember how I had it. I want to say there was, it was a like Jeskai Winota. one. Do you remember? Mm, that, that's yeah. I was thinking like there was a time I did like Winota plus the um, oh, what is that adventure combo card? The one uh, where you can oh yeah 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 that uh, possibility storm. There we go. Yeah, you could do like possibility storm and then just sideboard into a normal Winota deck. Mm -hmm. A couple things like that. I mean, I over here in Japan, I've seen. Uh, Jeskai Winota, which was basically Jeskai Spirits and Winota together. Jeskai Spirits and Winota, that's Yeah, so I thought, you know, this could be kind of fun. You know, we, we sometimes do these these uh, brew episodes, and this is kind of like a spin on that. Yeah, you know, I have some decks I would have loved to talk about for a, a full-on brew episode, but I think that this is fun. Uh, got to do a little bit of brewing and put together a couple ideas on what I was uh, thinking. So how about you? You got a couple good decks. Yeah, this? I got a couple good decks. And before today's topic, did you ever try to merge two decks together? Like you said, you had the uh, that one deck that the, the would you just say the Jeskai? Uh, yeah, I said Ascendancy plus uh, Phoenix. I said mm -hmm. I've done Winota and Possibility Storm. I've definitely done some uh, some weird combinations like this in the past where I'm like, hey, you know, this shell makes a lot of sense. What happens when you add these cards to it? So, so we, that's kind of the idea. So basically, I want to before we get started, I want to ask you, what's the benefit of doing that? Like, why should people consider maybe, you know, if their deck's not working, why should they try adding something else to it? Like another well, you deck. know, innovation always can bring you things that people don't expect. It can bring you things that might be stronger just because people haven't tried them. So, you know, it never hurts to try things out. That, that's part of testing. Yeah, and like I was saying with uh, the Esper Perhelion deck that I saw earlier, or saw mm -hmm. like the other week, I kind of feel like it, it can also help you shore up your deck's weaknesses. Like you said, not only what they don't expect, but, you know, they think they have the game won and they're like, whoa, what's this card doing in there? You know what I mean? Totally throw a curveball at him. 
Um, but I think before we get started, there's actually a couple decks out there that have kind of already done this fusion. Uh, for example, you know, before we had John Food, if you remember, and we also had Anvil. We put those together, and now we have like John Food slash Anvil. I mean, would you consider that as a fusion deck? Yeah, I think that's reasonable to say. I was also looking at what what more you could do there because I do feel like we still have a few versions of food slash sacrifice mm-hmm. slash whatever that deck is. You know, we used to have kind of like a black red. We used to have a more food version. Mm-hmm. We used to have Corvold versions, Citadel versions, mm-hmm. Coco versions. So there's still a few ways that you can kind of mash those together into something. Yeah, it's like before we had well we had we had John Food, then we had Anvil and now they're together. So basically that's how I can kinda I kinda see that as a fusion deck. Another one that I see as kind of a fusion deck is Heroic. Heroic didn't mm. always have Arcanist in there, but I think after Arcanist kind of proved itself in Black Red Arcanist, I think, you know, it started to show up there more. Because before we had feather decks, if you remember. Yeah. And now they're yeah. heroic arcanist. Would you say that's also kind of a fusion deck? Yeah, I think a little bit. And part of that, I think, was just that they lost Luris. They needed another form of card advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was always pretty good in that deck. So I don't think that's totally new. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we can count it if you want. <laughs> and also, um, Omnath. I think Omnath Ascendancy is kind of a combo deck of sorts. I don't, I don't think so. No? You think it naturally goes in there? Like, everybody, every Ascendancy deck plays Omnath now? Um, maybe not now, because I think that people have moved away from Omnath, but mm. I think that that was more of just, that was a pillar of the deck when that was popular. Okay. Okay. So yeah, those are the decks that kind of got me started thinking like, hey, you know, we could do this with other decks. So, um, yeah, you have a couple decks. I made a couple decks. I actually made three decks today. Um, so I don't know. Do you want me to go first and then you... Yeah, you... why don't you go ahead with one first then and we'll bounce back and forth. So my first deck fusion is a fusion of uh, mono black aggro and mono red aggro. So uh, I kind of got the idea from uh, Island Go Sam. Uh, he actually was playing something I want to say an explorer that's kind of like this, and you know I thought you know hey this could actually be really good in Pioneer. I think you know a lot of people they know how to play around. Uh, mono red or they know how to play around mono black but if you kind of come from both directions then you know it might be difficult to deal with so we have black red mid-range we have rectos mid-range already and we have food we have not food but the anvil decks as well anvil decks mm-hmm. kind of slow and i would also say that the um how can i say uh uh the Rakdos mid-range deck is also a little bit slow as well. This is trying to be a little bit more aggressive to put more stuff on the board to try to hit harder, to deal more damage uh, faster than those two decks can do it. So my deck, um, you have Knight of the Ebon Legion as a, a one-drop. You have uh, Zergo Bell Striker just because I thought this one might be good uh, as a, you know just an early uh, attacker as well as... Uh, Something that can help you cast Takenuma a little bit easier because that's whenever mm. you, you have, need a legendary creature to, to activate that. And uh, I have Blood Tithe Harvester. I have Cemetery Gatekeeper. So Cemetery Gatekeeper is kind of a mono red card. Um, you know, because we're playing black red, we can play the the Harvester, uh, which is really nice. Uh, I also have Tenacious Underdog, which I think is a mono, mono black card. Uh, it gives us a, a you know, really good attack power. It gives us a reoccurring threat. It also lets us draw cards you know, when you pay that ability. Uh, well, so, yeah. I, you know, I, I've always been kind of an underdog hater, so I want to reemphasize is that Tenacious Underdog is not a reoccurring threat. 
you put it into play, it does some damage. Yeah, but it doesn't stay in play. I, no. I don't know. You get that, it's a card I've always been kind of a little bit down on, and I still haven't seen a good home for. Yeah, so. it's a three two though that can come back with haste. But anyways, mono black card. It's kind of putting this together, and of course we got Stomp Bonecrusher Giant, which I think is always a super aggressive card. It gives you removal or some extra damage early on, and then becomes a very, you know, big beater after that. And uh, the other deck, or sorry, the other card I have in here is a Scrap Heap Scrounger. I always felt that that was really good in like the mono black aggro decks, and uh, I think that you know it could probably find a place in here as well. Uh, of course, you got your fatal pushes, you got your thought seizes and dread bores, and I might be able to actually, you know, get rid of some of those. I don't know if I need all of them in this set back. I could, I could always add in more creatures, more aggressive. Oh, see, I was about to say that dread bore is like the one thing I like here. <laughs> yeah, it's the one thing you like. Um, you like or yeah, don't so like? I, you said that I do like. Mm. I'm kind of looking through this list, and I'm a little bit worried. Just like you know, the black red mid range goes very long against mm-hmm. a lot of decks you know it has a, it's always had an extremely favorable matchup against something like blue white for example because mm-hmm. all of their creatures are so hard to deal with you know these a lot are that pretty easy to deal with like i almost feel like you don't have all of the best things from like the mono red aggro um you know you've got a lot of two drops that would make me think that kumano faces kakazan would be even stronger here mm. that seems like a really big pickup as a one drop yeah you want yeah. that exile removal okay um and, you know, you probably don't want Eidolon because you're playing so many cheap creatures yourself. I'm thinking I didn't want double or triple, you know, red or black either, which I kind of stayed away from. Yeah, that's also difficult. But, like, you know, you don't have any of the Planeswalker package. Uh, you don't have a sideboard. See, if I'm going aggro, do you need to have Planeswalkers? It's tough. You know, that, that's the things where I'm saying is, like, you're probably lower to the ground even than the mono red aggro, but they're just going to have so much more reach because they've got the the ways to go a little bit longer. You know, you don't really have any card advantage in here. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas they're playing Chandra, they're playing Light Up the Stage. So I'm a, I'm afraid that it might uh, run out of gas really quickly. Um, and I'm not sure if it's aggressive enough mm. to kill the bigger decks just in time. I think the Kakazan's a good idea because I do have a lot of creatures. And that would definitely make them a little bit tougher to deal with, I think. That plus one, plus one. But yeah, you think I should add in some more... Some more threats, you think? Like uh, more planeswalkers? Would I mean I have Omnixlist in the sideboard? Oh, okay. Um, is there a sideboard listed here? Yeah, I, I do have. One. You have to click on oh, the side okay, yeah. there. I, I got Life Bane Zombie, Rampaging Ferocidon, Omnixilis, some Duress, Soul Guide Lancers, and Calatus and a Weathered Runestone in my sideboard. Hmm. So you think I should go a little bit more on the red side? Other I'm than not sure. you know, I, I don't. I don't mind um, Obnixilis here. Maybe, uh, maybe I can the see, name? you know, you've got some good sacrificable creatures, at least if you're keeping both Scrap Heap and Tenacious Underdog, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. Uh, maybe that's an option. It's hard to say. Like, I- I'm just looking for something that gives us a little bit more punch, and uh, I don't totally see it. You know, I-, I don't see this running a lot of decks over with its speed. Mm-hmm. In which case, I'd rather have something that go a little longer as well. So, I mean, I know mid-range is the better deck. I'm just wondering if this could be a deck. And, like, what what it would need, what would it need to kind of be able... I mean, do you want it to go longer? Or how would you go faster with this deck? You know, I, I just don't know if there are faster cards than, you know, Swift Spear, um, Soul Scar Mage, the Burn Spells that the red decks get to play. Mm, yeah. Okay. So it's kind of not as good as either deck you're saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, enough. I'm not hating on it. You know, you get to play Thoughtseize in 
a, an aggressive deck which can just be, beat enough things on that on its own. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, would I'm, adding, I'm just not sold. Is all would adding more of the spectacle cards be good? Maybe possibly. I could see light up like the, the night demon over, or, or light up the stage over something. Okay. Okay. All right, so what's your what's your first deck? What did you uh, come right. up with as uh, a here, fusion? Let, let me show you this um this heroic deck that I was looking at. You know, you kind of spoiled all my ideas there with uh, some of your your intro, but I was looking at the idea of um, Delver of Secrets being this card that you kind of want to put into play, protect mm-hmm. it, play a bunch of spells that um you know keep it around as well as keep it safe, let mm-hmm. you attack, etc. And I thought that idea would work well with what's been doing really nicely is the heroic deck. Mm. So heroics pretty much only been white red uh, because you've been playing you know some good cards there, but I thought you know the the red removal spell the um, reckless rage is a little bit less necessary right now. You know the biggest best heroic card has been this illuminated virtuoso, so we don't need to have the white red to drop quite as much. Um, so I figured, hey, maybe we could try it out. Um, so I've got as a creature base, you know, just the Delver, Favorite Hoplite, Illuminator Virtuoso, and some Ledger Shredders. Mm. Uh, didn't even go up to a four of those. And then just, you know, playing all the same protection spells, playing the Homestead Courage, playing the God's Willing, Defiant Strike, uh, and of course making room for stuff like Treasure Cruise because it's so easy to refill when you're dumping cards into your graveyard and can just draw three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illuminator also helps a ton with that because of conniving. I mean, I've always worried about protecting your creatures, and then you get—I see that you get dive down, which is nice, and God's willing, which is also good. Mm-hmm. I don't know—is maybe you need a couple more threats, though. I don't know. Some, yeah, you know, that's always the balance with. Or... It, it's always tough, you know. You kind of have to balance how many creatures you can play in these kind of decks. Um, I'm currently on yeah 14. Maybe that's low. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I could also see wanting more protection spells in the main. So mm-hmm. you, you kind of just have to get the right combination of both in order for it to work. I mean, I would maybe think like you could put the slip through space in the sideboard and just maybe focus on playing some more uh, flyers. Perhaps that, you know, uh, have some kind of uh, evasion. So just uh, more ledger shredders? Maybe I yeah, go up to like uh, two more ledger shredders, go up to sixteen, yeah. and then I don't know. There might be there might be another two. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I know we had the um, you know our card that we spoiled, that Drake. Oh yeah. You know we could always play that in there. <laughs> I, that <laughs> some I'm people not did. That, that, that I'm not feeling. I mean, you could consider. I don't know. Do you? If, could you drop treasure cruise for something that maybe draws you cards, like another? You know, a creature that has like a looting effect, you know, tacked onto it with connive, or is is that all we're gonna get? Is the you know illuminator and the ledger shredder? Yeah, I would like to have at least the one source of card advantage. Maybe four treasure crews is too many for the deck, just because mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard to fill your library or your graveyard. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's probably safe. Yeah, that's probably where I'd start. Is where I'm at. Yeah, you gotta consider too, and you're missing. So you're missing. You don't have feather. And you don't also you also you don't have um, Arcanist, and those are kind of like engines to kind of get your your cards back, um, you know, into play and stuff. So would you? So I could run Mavinda. Does that bring stuff back to the to the battlefield? Isn't there something that lets uh, you play stuff? Yeah, so Mavinda's the three mana owl that oh. you can cast on into the sorcery from your graveyard. The four mana, yeah, I like that one actually. That might not be bad if if it targets your your own creature right yeah 
it costs uh, zero more to play. Otherwise, it costs eight more to play. Yeah, <laughs> I could is... see that. And what what is it? What what is it? Like a two two or like a? It's a two three for three mana. Okay. Two three flying. Two three for three. Yeah, I'd say I'd say go up to two led or sorry four ledger shutter and add two of those in there to kind of give Ooh, you that kind lot. of feather effect. No. That might be too many creatures. You know, I still want to have enough think so. sorceries because I'm pretty much naturally flipping Delver. Okay. I mean, so the, like, you know, Delver is a flying creature. I mean, it, it gets pretty aggressive with uh, the ability to protect it. Okay. Do you need the Staggering Insight in there, you think? Or could that be like in the sideboard, maybe? Um, that's unsure. So that that's the, the aura that gives plus one plus one life mm. link and when it deals damage, draws a card. So that's another sort of card advantage. As well as just really good on stuff like the Virtuoso, which is Double Strike. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. It's pretty interesting. I like it. I like it. Um, probably better than my first uh, try with uh, Black Red, though. Yeah, give it a try. <laughs> uh, to be determined. All right. Uh, well, I have another deck if you don't mind. Yep. Go ahead. So my other brew, my new brew. This is something that I've been kind of working on with, uh, or sorry, in Explorer. I haven't really had a chance to test it out in Pioneer. I tried making a Goblin deck before, and okay. you know I really liked I liked the speed and I liked the uh, you know I think it was around uh, what was it uh, Adventure in Forgotten Realms with uh, Hobgoblin Bandit Lord. This is like one of my brews, but ever since then I haven't really revisited it. And I thought you know what you know we should play, or so we should try this deck again with fable of the mirror breaker no one's really revisited it i think since then mm. because you know the fable puts a goblin token to play so it has some kind of synergy there and then when it flips it makes another goblin um which you can give haste if you have something like goblin Warchief in play and then if you have two fables in play you can pretty much just kind of like well, I guess if okay, sorry. Let me explain my combo. You need Fable of the Mirror Breaker flipped on both sides, uh, a Skrik Prospector and a Hobgoblin Bandit Lord. But basically, if they don't have any way to interact with you at that point, you just keep on making copies with the uh, Fable and sacrificing the extra copy to uh, add another mana uh, after yeah. you make the copy with you know Skrik Prospector and. Uh, after that, you know you sack the last one after you've gotten a, a huge amount of of. Uh, uh, goblins entering the battlefield you sacrifice the last one to get a hobgoblin band sorry to use hobgoblin goblin bandit lord's ability <laughs> there we go and he deals like you know infinite damage or whatever damage you know you decide to you know the deck needs to to combo off so that's one way to win this game and the other way i thought and again you kind of gave me this idea was to use um uh what was it uh god pharaoh's gift and gate mm-hmm. to the afterlife and I actually went in between Collected Company or that, and I thought, you know, why not just play both? Because, you know, I'll play... <laughs> oh, what? Collected Company okay. is actually really good in the main, I think, against a lot mm-hmm. of decks. People aren't ready for it. If they end up bringing in hate, for example, like uh, Ruined Weatherstone or um, or what is, what's another one? Um, uh, Graph Digger's Cage or something like that. You could switch those out and bring in Gate to the Afterlife and God Pharaoh's Gift. I do like Gate to the Afterlife and God Pharaoh's Gift. I do think there's too much hate for uh, Graveyards right now, though. And like in testing, the at least in the Explorer version, I had people just getting rid of my Graveyard before I could you know, put enough in there to activate it. 
so okay. if you don't yeah, so this, see this lot, is something yeah. that uh you know just uh yeah you, you were bringing this up and i kind of shut the idea so that's also partly how this episode came about is mm-hmm. that we were talking about the idea of so i actually also have a version i'll just shoot you my version of just the um Godfarer's Gift Goblins. Okay, the one that you made before. So I'll just go over the rest of my deck. I have uh, yeah, go ahead. four Foundry Street Denizen, four Legion Loyalists, and four Skrick Prospect. You need, if you're going to be playing, you know, from the sideboard and, like, using the transfor- uh, transformative sideboard with the Godfarer's Gifts and stuff like that, you need to have a lot of one-drop creatures that you can kind of go into the graveyard right away. In testing, I realized I had way too much stuff at, like, two and three drops, and I just mm. was not getting that out as quickly and de- you know able to like turn on um what what is it the uh the god fairs get soon enough yeah so i have you know 12 one drops i have battle cry goblin instead of the um what is it the goblin instigator um just because okay. well of course you can make your own copy of sorry you can make another copy of sorry not a copy but um you can make a token when you attack with a certain amount of power, I think it's six or more, you get battle tactics there. And it also gives everybody uh, haste in plus one, plus zero. So it's kind of like a reusable Goblin Bushwhacker effect, which I kind of like, uh, especially if you want to switch gears and instead of going you know, for that, that combo kill or whatever, you just want to go all in aggro, that gives you a way to push through damage. Uh, Conspicuous Snoop, of course, is an auto-include that lets you put stuff into play. Uh, over and over again. I have Wily Goblin just because I'm playing so many three drops with the Fable and uh, you know Hobgoblin Bandit Lord and, and Goblin War Chief, and I'm also playing four Collected Company main, so I want that extra mana to be able to hit that on time. Either one my three drop if I only had two two lands, or you know if I wanted to hit uh, a turn three Collected Company. Um, and and then land base, I just left in my my green red land base. So I got like 22 lands. I could maybe go down to 20. I'm not sure. Uh, but you know, you got Den of the Bugbears, you have uh, Stopping Grounds, Crowd Clan Pathway, Castle Embereth, just because you know you want to if you want to go wide and want to pump yourself up, you can do that as well. Uh, and then in the sideboard, I got Trash Master to kind of take out those um, uh, what do you know, Digger's Cages or, or the, the Ruined Weather things if they bring those in, or any of the other uh, tough, uh, how could I say? Uh, any of the other tough artifact decks, I don't know, maybe okay. Parhelion as well. So I got that in there. I got Lava Coil because your deck needs interaction. Sometimes you just need interaction, you know, especially against you know decks that have recursion. I don't know, like Phoenix or something like that. So I got four Lava Coil, Soul Guide Lanterns, and Damping Sphere, of course. And then, like I also said, Gate to the Afterlife and God Pharaoh's Gift. So, well, how is your deck different? What did what did you well, yeah. going with? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll talk about my version first and then what I like and don't like in yours, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so I, you know, similar, I was going just mono-red, playing the Gate to the Afterlife and God Pharaoh's Gift in the main deck, and just had a few different cards here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fanatical Firebrand is one that I really wanted. That's the 1-1 haste that can tap to deal one to any target. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is that just good against, like, the green decks, but it also... It sacrifices itself, so it's a really easy to card to trigger Gate to the Afterlife, which then loots. You know, that gets two creatures in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went, I did play the Goblin Instigator, but some other ones I've tried at three is I've got Goblin Chain Whirler, who mm-hmm. I also think is really good right now against, you know, Mono Green. It hits all the Planeswalkers and the Elves. Mm-hmm. And also, Krenko Tin Street Kingpin is really good with that. God Pharaoh's Gift. I had that in uh, there so before. 
Yeah, so if you guys don't know, this is a 3-mana 1-2 goblin, but when it attacks, it gets plus 1, plus 1 counter on it and makes a number of goblins equal to its power. So if you bring it back as God Pharaoh's gift, it swings as a 4-4, becomes a 5-5, makes 5 mm-hmm. goblins yeah. that first turn. So I've done that. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, I also did find room for a couple Bushwhackers, but I could see just making those 4 Battlecry Goblin mm-hmm. and a couple Siege Gang Commander, because how can you not want to bring back a Siege Gang Commander as a 4-4? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, because I went the whole Coco route, I couldn't play that in my main deck, so... Sure. Um, I also did find some cards that I wanted to try out in the sideboard that I think you might want to look at. Um, so I have my Snoops in the sideboard. Mm. I thought they were a card advantage, and I couldn't fit them in the main. Uh, I also didn't play the Wily Goblin. I wasn't sure on that one. But Goblin Creator Maker, I think, is in an interesting yeah. spot right now. takes that's a card. That's the two-mana 2-2. Two, two. It can sacrifice to... Yeah, that, that's the thing. It can kill Karn, which is really nice, as well as you know any artifacts that deck pulls out of there. Or Ugin. Um, it can, yeah, can kill, kill Ugin. Uh, that's a little rare. It can kill a Worldbreaker. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that one might be the decent spot. The other one I would thought was cool is Twin Shot Sniper. Um, so these are also just great ways to fill your yard for the God Pharaoh's gift. But mm-hmm. th- this is a four mana card. It's a Goblin Archer. So it's like a 2 3 with reach when it enters, deals 2 to any target. Mm. But you can channel it, pay 1 and a red to do 2 to any target. So mm. I think that's good against the. You know, it'll be fine against the elf decks. It'll be fine against spirit because you're going to want some way to hit their things and it can't be countered, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, as well as then, if you can bring back a 4 4 reach that deals 2 to something, that seems great against uh, spirits. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like I like the idea. I mean, I think both of them are very unoptimized, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> These don't seem like uh, star decks, but I think that we're we're trying something. Yeah. So as far as what I didn't love about yours, just a little bit of a worry with collected companies specifically. Uh, one, I think you're a little bit short on green sources. You know, you've got a couple ways to make treasure, but you only have eight green lands, and four of those will half the time not be entering on green. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe you need two to four more sources. I also, you what? know, Collect Company, I'm a little worried with your deck because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got 30 creatures. You should be hitting two creatures most of the time, mm-hmm. but you're playing, you know, 12 one-drops, 12 mm-hmm. two-drops. Uh, that's That means you're going to be getting, you know, maybe three CMC worth of creatures every time you Coco, or, you know, three to four. Uh, with Collected Company, it is nice to have a little bit more on the three-drops because mm-hmm. you want to be getting five to six mana value of creatures mm-hmm. whereas you've only got the six three drops that are hittable because you're using that slot on so would you should i like maybe drop like two legion loyalists and maybe try to add a couple more three drops then yeah i think that's reasonable you know it's tough um but that just might end up being better you know throwing yeah. some crankos or something yeah i can see the crankos i was going to ask you what it, what your thoughts on goblin goblin uh rebel master was but you know it's tough so I, I wish you had you were playing Drunk Gun Pile Driver mm-hmm. in an earlier version. Yeah, I um, did. And and that one and is you know, it can be extremely, extremely powerful, especially, especially with all these ways the to loyalists. give haste. Yeah, especially with the loyalists, especially with the ways to give haste. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with Kiki Jiki. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that synergize well with that. Goblins as a whole feels a little bit unexplored, but mm-hmm. yeah, hard to say exactly where that goes. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Do, should I go last or next? I mean, what, um, what do you do? I've got one more, and then you've got one more, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with my uh, my next one, which is, uh, you know, I kind of talked about this last week. We had had Island Go Same on, 
and we were talking about the green red ramp deck that was mm-hmm. doing well um you know dragon lord atarka you know and, and i think the decks it's kind of just a smooth well-designed deck where that's why it seems to be getting successes because it's playing a lot of the similar effects so you know it's got multiple of the cultivates and this is pilgrimage mm-hmm. that means you'll see one most of the time and it's just ramping up into atarka and ugin both of which are really good right now into the mono green planeswalkers deck which is one of the most popular decks by far right now mm-hmm. um so i had had the idea then and i kind of threw it out is what if we uh get omnath in here you know how hard would it be to splash for two more colors and then be able to play a little bit of that you know omnath ramp you know that it's mm. just a great card draws Spicy. you a card <laughs> um <laughs> you know it's a card that's good against uh, control because it replaces itself it's mm-hmm. good against some of these aggro lists because it gains you life every turn um so let's just see if we can jam that in there I ended up going up to Yorion just because I, you know, I'm in the colors anyways, and that way I can just add stuff to the deck instead of removing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pulled out some of the colorless matters stuff, so I'm not running the World Breaker and the Sanctum of Ugins, but I get to run some like Genesis Ultimatums. Uh, I've got a Coma. Um, I'm playing like a Corsair. I got an additional two-drop Ramper with Lotus Cobra, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, otherwise the shell's pretty much the same there. That's really spicy. I like this idea a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had the the mana base, I might try it out. You know what I mean? But <laughs> to play an Atarka, yeah. I mean, I have I have the the ramp deck, but I mean I the Omnaths and like the the Triumphs and stuff like that. It's a little expensive, so yeah, yeah, they get to be. But I like that. I think uh, Island Go Sam would really appreciate you playing the Escape to the Wilds in there, like you know, using that yeah. idea. <laughs> I, I do think yeah, there's a world where. I've been thinking about that since we recorded that episode is I've got to find a world where I can run some escape for the wilds because that card's just good. And I really like how you can play cultivate and this is pilgrimage in this still. Um, I mean, not only do they kind of work well with Lotus Cobra, but mm-hmm. also how can I say you have 33 lands. Usually that's like a thing you have to worry about when you're playing a Yorion deck is like sometimes you just draw a lot of lands, but this really helps to like filter that out. I think yeah it should and i feel like now with enough of the triomes that i can run enough basics and not worry about pulling them out a lot of my deck with cultivate mm-hmm. so yeah it's spicy i like the sideboard too you got rurik thar in there oh, i love rurik thar right now yeah. <laughs> some chain to the rocks too that's spicy i mean you kind of need it but I... yeah it used to be a classic in the uh these kind of decks you know all of the triomes are mountains for the most part so it makes it easy to uh has things to put that on. I was gonna say one of the weaknesses of the um, uh, mono, sorry, not the mono green, the uh, Atarka ramp deck was kind of like life gain, and I think that having four Omnath in here kind of really solved that problem. And I see you have like one Corsair main and two in the sideboard, but like you'd probably be fine just with the Omnath. Yeah, but, but yeah, I can probably. understand having the Corsair in there as well. I don't know if there's anything I would change. I mean, I, I think it's all. Sp- it's you know, spicy. Oh. Yeah, you know, I didn't go too far from stock, I think, with this. Uh, maybe that means it's a little boring, but I thought that this was an idea at least worth mm-hmm. exploring right now. Well, Atarka and Ugin are in a good place. Let's mm-hmm. go ramp to them. And I like the coma. I really like the coma <laughs> yeah. in there. Oh, that's nice. I like that. I'm sorry we're going through these decks so quickly. I want to spend more time on them, but... No, no, I think we're doing just fine. You know, we got one more, and that'll be a uh, nice short episode. Usually when we do three people on a brew episode, we go a little longer. Yeah, yeah. All right, so my last deck, and I'm glad. I think you might have actually talked about this before in the past. We might have actually done 
this deck in the past. I did Zombie Devotion. Hey. I think okay. we might have done this before. I'm not sure. And uh, how I built it, so instead of going for the zombie cards that just make a whole bunch of zombies, for example, like the, uh, what is it, the uh, the 2-2, that was like two in a black that um, whenever you play a zombie, a zombie falls off of him. I can't, can't remember. Oh, oh, oh um, the one that has grafts in him. Yeah. Uh, Graph Colossus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Graph Digger Colossus or something like that. I kind of stayed away from those types of cards, and I kind of just went for the stuff that has more of the... Uh, Diagraph Colossus, there we go. There we go. Uh, I went more for the stuff that has, like, the uh, the pips in them, you know, the uh, the symbols and stuff like okay. that. Because, of course, we're going to play Grey, Matron, Grey, sorry, Grey Merchant of Asphodel. You know, that's like a must-have, you know, in a, in a um, uh, devotion deck. And, uh, you know, we got some one drops. I got Champion of the Parish, Crypt Breaker. Those are kind of, you know, our one drops here. Uh, of course, we got our Fatal Pushes and Thought Seizes as well. I got Relentless Dead, uh, which is not only double pips or double black, but also uh, you can pay a lot of mana to bring back pretty much anything. So if, like, your great merchant dies, you want to bring it back, you can do that, you know, by having that extra mana. Uh, also, I have Tainted Adversary, which, again, if you come in, you, when it comes into play, you can pay a lot uh, X mana, and uh, you can get, what is it, pay three mana any number of times, and you create twice that many zombies. So that's something to do with all that extra mana you could be making. Uh, another uh, two black sources on the battlefield I have are Murderous Rider, uh, which, you know, gives you both removal and devotion, which is really nice. And so okay. I... Yeah, were you going to say something? No, 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 yeah, I'm with you here. And then also I have, like, one Urbros, just, you know, why not? It's it's card draw, which you kind of need, and your opponents can't gain life, which is also nice, because if you're trying to kill with Great Merchant, you want them to stay low. Um, and then I, I ended up going with Liliana Untouched by Death is kind of like a way to play my zombie card. So if they end up getting rid of your Grey Merchant to the graveyard, you do minus three, use like a Nykthos, whatever, and you cast a zombie spell from your graveyard. You cast your Grey Merchant or any other zombies that you have. You just bring all of your devotion back and then play it again. Um, I'm also playing one of Agadim's Awakening in here to kind of bring stuff back to the battlefield and kind of you know hit for like a big Grey Merchant because it's like you do like a one drop, a two drop, uh, and a three drop. And you could even bring back Herberos too, I would say. If you wanted to, you could just do all five. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> if um, you've got them all available. Yeah. Uh, Drag to the Underworld's another one I'm kind of trying out. That's the instance that costs X less, where X is your devotion to black, and then you can destroy a target creature. I thought that's probably pretty nice. Uh, and then I kind of did a split in the uh, the uh, the land base. I have three Nykthos and two Cabal Stronghold. Uh, because I think I'm playing enough swamps here to kind of get some value from that, especially if I'm playing Urborg, which turns everything into swamps. So, so gonna... at Cabal Stronghold, I, you know, I have seen it see play in Mono Black mm -hmm. in Pioneer. There was a deck the five owed. I don't think it's ever good. No. Um, so the thing with Cabal Stronghold is that it only says basic swamps. So yeah, okay. So even Never if you have mind. Urborg, that won't apply to all of the I rest missed, of your cards. <laughs> yeah. So. You need to have yeah. five basic swamps in play before Cabal Stronghold is giving you any okay. mana. So first um. off, drop those, <laughs> add another Nykthos. Okay, got it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think another Nykthos is reasonable. Yeah. And then, you know, your mono black, you could add another yeah. something if you wanted to for, uh, you know, Kethel Lock Wings mm -hmm. if you want. 
yeah, I got some. I got two Castle Clock Queens, two Hive of the Eye Tyrants, and also two Takenumas in there. And I think, I don't know, maybe I could play actually four Takenuma because if I want this to become like a deck that just gets stuff back from the graveyard, you know, that it can't continue to bring that Grey Merchant back or whatever other card I need back to the to the um, to my hand is great. So, or even like a Liliana, uh, bring her back minus get it, make a whole bunch of mana, and then cast all those uh, zombies again. You could do that as well, which is really nice. Uh, in my okay. sideboard, I got Lifebane Zombie, of course. Lifebane Zombie has got the two black sources, or sorry, two black pips, and uh, uh, also gets rid of uh, green or white creatures from my opponent's hand, which I like. Uh, have the uh, six mana Lily and a Dreadhorde General, um, hmm. just because I like the the card advantage you get from that. Uh, Duress, we got four of Damping Spear, two of, and I got some Meat Hook Massacres in the sideboard as well. I think that shows up in a lot of the Black Devotion decks. Um, and then also I have uh, Leyline of the Voids as a four of. I know some Devotion decks in the past were kind of playing their their uh, Leylines lay in the main to kind of give you that early uh, Devotion. Yeah, I don't think you have enough payoff for the Devotion for yeah. in this one. It wouldn't yeah. be a bad idea in this metagame considering you know all the, the Graveyard decks out there, though. But I think if you do want Graveyard hate, you definitely want to play four of these in the Graveyard. Or say in the sideboard. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's any decks that just lose to a Leyline of the Void, so yeah, I, I don't think it's um, I don't think it makes sense made. Yeah. So, what do you think? What do you want to add? What do you want to take away? What do you want to change? So, I'm looking at the deck here. So, a couple things. You know, Drag of the Underworld, another one that I was going to say has seen play, um, but I don't usually love it. You know, assuming you always have it turned on, where you always have two black, mm-hmm. um, then it costs black black for a store target creature. I just think that Power Word Kill doesn't miss right now. Okay. You know, like, what can you think of that Power Word Kill doesn't kill? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very little. Maybe Mutavault is the only one I can think of. So I think that in most cases, that will be A, it'll be one and a, you know, a colorless and a black instead of being black mm-hmm. black to cast. And you don't have to worry about having the devotion in play. So. You'll never end up casting it for three or four, which will happen with Dragon of the Underworld. Okay. So I think right now, I think just Power Word Kill is probably better. Uh, other than that, like I kind of think you need a little bit more creatures. Like you're a little bit light on pips of devotion. I wasn't uh, maybe sure. Thoughtseize mm. shouldn't be in the main deck. Like if you pull that out and had another three drop with two or three pips mm-hmm. of black, that might be what you need. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go more like, how can I say, uh, like do I do I want to have just black pips you know what i mean do i want to have like some auras because i know like what was it the uh the original black devotion deck had that one black black uh land enchantment you know you can tap and uh, lose a life draw card yeah underworld connections underworld there's connections. also the underworld dreams or yeah what's the, uh, the three black one that's i that, think uh, that's that's what it's called the one that deals one damage whenever a player draws a card that's actually really good against a number of decks so, I mean, should I play more creatures or should I play more of, like, those types Some of Some of the black source? Think? Possibly. Uh, you know, you could play a lord that's one black black. And that could be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the uh, there's I not the biggest that, zombie yeah. strategy. Because hmm. it's mostly zombies. You know, you get 23 zombies there. And, uh, you know, people will probably tell you to cut the Tainted Adversary. I'm going to say no because I love that card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wrote a whole... <laughs> article about zombies yeah a couple seasons ago yeah and i'm not running any of the zombie uh the zombie removal either you know like the xx black 
where x is equal to like the zombies. Oh, dark yeah. salvation. So dark yeah, that's another good payoff for the mono black. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're getting the Nykthos, but how often are you going to be at the point where you're at a huge total for, uh, mm-hmm. for that? Okay, so I might be able to do that. So yeah, I guess there's some more X spells that I could use. Hmm. All right. So it's, which one do you like the best? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I, I like the zombies. I can see trying this out. I, I like your uh, girl ramp. I think it's very clever. I like the, the fusion, the mashup. I guess, you know, I guess we're calling this. Hey, yeah, that's the mashup. All right. So I had one more question before we leave uh, for today. Sure. Are there any other archetypes that you think maybe could be fused with something else to make them better? Because I think there's been a, a lot of stuff that has like, you know, this could be a good deck if it had a little bit more. Like, it's either missing more synergy or, you know, it just is too linear. So, for for example, uh, energy, I think. Okay. You know, energy uh, with like uh, Aetherworks Marvel and stuff like that. Uh, m- I don't know. Maybe that could merge with something else. I don't know if it needs more payoffs or if it needs something to work with that energy a little bit more but i think that oh you know i meant i meant to mention it you just reminded me uh you know when we were listing ones that have already happened we have seen control playing lotus with uh teferi being able to untap lotus field that that was kind of a mashup yeah lotus field control yeah yeah i've seen that Mm -hmm. so other than energy are there any other decks you think could maybe fuse with something else to make them better I definitely think so. So I've been looking at like the green red decks. I think that there's still room to experiment there. Uh, we're kind of seeing that a little bit with ramp. You know, we're seeing some people splashing white or blue mm-hmm. in their mono green ramp deck. Uh, I think that you know any of the mid range strategies could find something else they could mash into. You know, if they find like a combo or if they find a you know just some big uh, combination of cards. You know, maybe it's fires, maybe it's. Uh, Cavaliers, mm-hmm. who knows what it is, but some other thing that lets them uh, add some additional ways to go over the top there. I think hardened skills could fuse with something. You know, we got rid of Ballista, Ooh, and it sounds okay. like no one wants to bring Ballista back. The deck is still there. That synergy is still there. You're just missing a payoff. And if you can find something that kind of can replace Ballista, then I think something that they can be good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Okay. Um, another one I think is, I think elves is almost there as well. Um, I, hey, I was saying elves is really good against mono green. If you want to play elves, yeah. just farm mono green, but you, you'll have some trouble with like probably red, black. Mm-hmm. So elves, I don't know if elves could use something else. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, I know I was thinking vampires maybe as well. Vampires, you know, puts up some some results from time to time, and I know we've seen like some people moving into like red, but I'm wondering if there's like some another deck you can kind of add into that to kind of take advantage, you know, especially of the um, what is it the new uh, the new Olivia right puts a is it a creature from the graveyard into play or is it yeah, only yeah. vampire? It's a vampire. Well, no, it's any creature, but so you'll bring it back, and if you lose, yeah, you, you want to have vampires around. Yeah, so like if I think if you go the red black vampire route, and then like you know maybe bring in another type of deck that has a little bit more value coming from the graveyard, that would actually be kind of cool. Yeah, that or Xander. You know, we ha- we kind of stopped mm-hmm. seeing those people trying out Xander there. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I think those are like my the the ones I would I think like the to sacrifice see decks. I would still see there's there's some fusion opportunity. You know, maybe they can go with like the white decks mm-hmm. or 
some other way to go. Uh, I think there's other places you can go to make those texts good. You know, maybe they need Den of the Bugbear. <laughs> or not Den of the Bugbear. Uh, a Fable of the Mirror Breaker or something like that. You know, we. I was going to say, like, uh, what about Rally of the Ancestors? You know, yeah. we had a zombie I, rally deck. That's kind I of like a fusion, of right? Yeah, yeah that, that was me. I did that. I, I do all kinds of rally fun. Um, it, it's just kind of missing some stuff, I think. There's nothing we could add into it, you think? Or it needs something. It's missing something. Maybe we can add that with something else. Hmm. You yeah. know, I had one that was... Uh, I, I tried out Rally with... Uh, I think probably I'm not the only one who tried out Devilish Valet in Rally and had no luck at all. Ah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. How about Auras? I think it's my last one. How about Auras? Like, putting that with something else. Like, we have... Honestly, people should just be playing Auras, I think. That you think so? pretty good. It's still fine, with, <laughs> even without Luris? Uh, I think there's still some good things it does, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that uh, kind of sums up my ideas. And, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I'll do my out, outro and you can do your outro real quick. Uh, Sounds I, good. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this topic. And I would love to hear any ideas you have. If you have any other cool mashups, you know, two two different archetypes that you, you know, think would go well together, you know, like, I don't know, peanut butter and jelly, whatever. <laughs> um Put them in our Discord. Definitely uh, come to Ryan's channel of Jank. They'll they'll be totally welcome there. Uh, and of course, if you guys want to contact me, you can find me at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist on Twitter. And I'm also very active in the uh, the the Discord channel as well. So Kevin, you want to take us out? Yep. Uh, so the best thing to do is to follow us at MDG Pioneer. That's the way to stay up to date with everything Pioneer content that we're always tweeting and retweeting out. Uh, go ahead and follow us there. You can also find a link to the Discord that Ryan already mentioned. So that's the end of our show. Thank you guys all for listening. We really appreciate you being our listeners, and uh, we love making content for you, so we're going to just keep doing that. Anything to add, Ryan? Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, guys. We are the first Pioneers, and we are mashing out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>